A diamond has long been a symbol of commitment, love, and trust. Isn't it time the diamond industry showed us the same values behind the scenes? Clean Origin is leading the engagement ring industry toward a brighter future, designing elegant lab-grown diamond fine jewelry that never compromises our values. A brand that doesn't just talk the talk, but one that was founded to make a difference, to offer a more environmentally friendly, conflict-free, and price-accessible choice without any compromises on quality. Lab diamonds are grown in a lab using cutting-edge technology that replicates the process of natural diamonds. A lab-grown diamond is chemically, physically, and visually identical to a mined diamond without the adverse effects of traditional diamond mining. And for a price of up to 10 times less, we don't know why you'd choose anything else. You know, I'm a Sag. I'm always going to say bigger is better. And with these prices, three carats is the new one carat, baby. Go big. Honestly, five carats is the new three carats if you really want to go there. You all know that we know a thing or two about engagement rings. And these clean origin rings are simply stunning, classic designs, and for a fraction of the price. From the color of your metal to the center stone and setting, you'll be able to customize every aspect of this very important lifetime piece of jewelry. Whether you're looking for an engagement ring or tennis bracelet or diamond stud earrings, Clean Origin has beautiful diamond jewelry that you'll be wearing forever. You can use code What's Your Sign for $100 off all orders over $1,000. That's $100 off all orders over $1,000. Go to cleanorigin.com and use our code What's Your Sign at checkout for $100 off of your order of $1,000 or more. Use our promo code What's Your Sign, all spelled out. Check out Clean Origin today. Welcome to What's Your Sign? I'm Julia Loken. I'm Stevie Anderson. And I do not know what to say this time. <laughs> Lisa, I was like so ex- I was wondering, I was like, what will be said? I've been What's to say? for three hours. <laughs> and I decided there wasn't anything. <laughs> Man. And I'm cop killer Shanu. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. You uh, said it. <laughs> <laughs> pop, 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 pop. Yeah, I'm in trouble. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Allegedly, you are a cop killer, shouldn't you? <laughs> um, yeah. Some have called. No. <laughs> That's our old... Man, I mean, we're, we're in it. <laughs> I guess to start, uh, how's everyone doing today? Well, I was definitely crying before we started this. Oh. <laughs> But it was like the I needed to. It's I feel like it's been it's an overdue one. So mm, it's I've, okay. It's okay. It was a good cry. I haven't had a good cry yet, actually. 
now that I'm thinking about it. This is actually like similar patterns almost to the beginning stages of the pandemic, or at least for me, the first week I was like, we're dealing. This is something long overdue. We have to worry about this public health. Like it's and blah, blah, blah. And then it's and then there's, you know, then real life feelings come in and then it's like, oh, I'm sad. Oh, I'm depressed. Got it. That's that's okay and cool. Um, well, that's a nice, I'm glad you had a nice cry. Or a, a, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know if I would say I mean, nice. <laughs> I know I, that, I know those are my words that you're just repeating back to me. Well, you know, there's like cries where you're like, oh, this is like I'm out for the day or like I, I'm not yeah. going to – this is going to be hard. I don't know. This yeah. week's been really de- truly depressing as fuck. Clear, uh, you know, there's the parts that are inspiring and uplifting, but overall it is – sad (laughs) yeah Yeah. i think i i mostly feel really depleted i Mm. i had a really Mm. rough day yesterday and then this morning i woke up really early and i went to swim and i was swimming and i like thought i had all these breakthroughs and like thoughts and i was like okay like we're we're good and then when i got out of the water there was this man like screaming i mean he was sitting and he seemed like he was talking to himself, but he kept doing the white power symbol. Oh. And I couldn't tell if it was, like, I know that symbol is also meaningful in yoga and in other spaces. Yeah. So I couldn't tell if it was, like, what it was or if he was just, like, a crazy person. Like, I, it, it was very difficult to tell what was going on. And I kind of looked around and there's no lifeguard and no, like, Mm. no one. And I'm like, I'm not going to confront this person solo. So I just kind of kept it pushing. But that was, like, definitely very strange. And I I don't know what it was, honestly. Like, because he he kept doing Shaka, too. Oh. And so I don't really know, like, if he was, I don't know. So I I still feel like, I I don't know. Yeah. That is straight. Was that he just sitting weird. and watching? Or was well, he swimming? He was, he was on the beach and like um, he had a blanket and he was sitting, which you're not supposed to be doing already. So that's what I was yeah. going to tell the lifeguard. Like I wasn't going to be like, oh, that man is like a rape. Like, I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> right. Whatever he was screaming was far enough away that I couldn't really make sense of it. Yeah. So I was just going to say like, hey, aren't we not supposed to be chilling? Like, right. Yeah. supposed to be an active beach. like he's just sitting there um but there was no like authority figure and i also am not gonna call the cops lol <laughs> yeah. so it's like i don't know yeah. like if there's no lifeguard to say like hey up and moving then what well, i don't know what to do then you just have to be protecting yourself and aware of your space and getting it was out strange there were no people of color nearby either uh so it wasn't like he was yelling at someone or anything yeah he seemed like talking to himself and i don't know he d- he just knows that Mother Nature is a black woman, so that's why he was just yeah, screaming he was into like, the void. He was like a tree, like in front of a tree. <laughs> it was like so strange. Damn. I'm like, I don't know what. Weird. I don't know what this is, but then it's like I don't know. Maybe he's doing some kind of chanting practice. I don't know. I don't want to. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I do judge. It's like you're white and you're doing that in this climate, so you probably know what that means. Yeah. Well, yeah. also, like, you can scream on the beach and possibly racist profan- profanities, and you're not going to get murdered, like, today right, by, right. by yeah. the police. <laughs> like, you can do 
truly whatever you want. Um, no, that's really weird. I I feel you on the depleted. This week's like I've had like massive headaches. I'm like convinced I was bit by a tick, but I think I'm just depressed. <laughs> I keep blaming it on like I have like Lyme's disease, but because well, I have like this just... one bug bite that I'm like maybe this is from a tick. Um, but... you gotta let me peep it. I'm a master of this. Hang Uh-oh. on, can I peep it? Can you see my? I don't think that is because <laughs> it's kind there's of usually a ring around it. <laughs> it's yeah. Well, I've been looking. Disease, so I've been looking good. for the ring. The ring is very slight, but I don't think it's all. I think it's just a regular abrasion bug bite. I don't. But you know what? Like your 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 brain has that one excuse that like yeah. you just like cling onto. Also, someone in some local facebook group was like i just pulled 30 ticks off my dog today mm-hmm. and i was, then and it was like high alert for ticks and i was like oh this is why i'm uh can't leave my bed is because of ticks and it's like oh or because i'm like tired from protesting tired from the internet tired from being tired and then i go back in that brain of like how are you tired, bitch? You haven't even been doing that much. You haven't even like helped that much. You haven't done anything. And uh, and black people are tired all the fucking time. Look at your privilege. And it like so. I think there's just like a endless conversation that is happening, at least in my mind, <laughs> of like yeah. what could what's next? Where are we going? What's next? And it's very Gemini season too, right? Like okay, where are we like keep this conversation. This can't end. This cycle can't end. And I think it, especially with the eclipse we just had, Jesus fucking, I mean, I think that's the depleted stuff. Well, that, I mean, it's just relentless on all fronts (laughs) where it's like the, you know, everything happened. It's just like anything on everything that's happening, you know, pandemic first, it's like first pandemic. Yeah. Then uh <laughs> dismantling white supremacy and police <laughs> defunding police and then there's just like anything else in your life so that's like not mm. already that's already like so much to be processing and and dealing with for any for everybody and yeah. it's it's i don't i think that it's i i agree with you that there's part of it i've felt this you know going to a protest where i was like oh i'm scared I'm scared because I don't know what's going to happen and if we're going to be safe and all of those things. Oh, and it's like that realization. Scary. Yeah. I've, but it's that realization where you're like, oh, this is what black people are dealing with all the time. I'm understanding this on a different level. And so I can push through that. But that still is instead of being like, oh, why am I feeling like this? Because black people feel like this all the time. It's like, oh, fuck. Like, yeah, no one should feel like this all the time. Instead of like beating yourself up about it. I think it's like, let it be a way that that opens you up to even greater empathy and understanding and and meet people have more grace with people because it's like oh shit like yeah everybody is on their last fucking nerve right now yeah i, I oh uh. sorry i was going to say like in terms of like protesting like going up to like the front when if you've been in like at least this last week i think it's calming down a little bit in la i can't speak for the rest of the country or the world um but la since they lifted the curfews at least from what i've seen online it seems like it hasn't been as uh just fucking loco with people getting the shit beat out of them and arrested i'm sure it's still happening but like what not on like the mass scale that it has been but those few days out protesting during that time period where that was happening and is still happening 
being up on the front, like I accidentally ended up in the front of one and I like in my mind, I'm like a fucking bulldog. I'm like, yes, I'm going to put my body in front of people. I'm going to fucking like go like this. And I started having a panic attack. I was like, these cops are scary. Like they are, they have guns out. They look they're right, laughing. They're laughing at yeah. you. They're smirking. And I, it's a wake up call. Like it really is a wake up call because you can think you would do this in this situation. And it always proves that you don't know what you would, you don't know what you would do. And I stayed, but I didn't, I didn't get up in a comp space. I haven't done that yet. You know, <laughs> we'll see. Maybe I'll get braver the more I go out and more expose myself to these situations. Cause I think we're all maybe doing activism very on the ground in, in, in a lot of it, right. For the first time in a while. Cause normally protests and movements have been like these, maybe like a weekend, maybe this one day thing. We're mad about this. This needs to change. But this is this is like a this is ongoing, right? So, um, yeah, I'm just echoing of your point of like, uh, it's fucking stressful and it's scary. And anyone who's really up in the front defending that everything that everyone's fighting for is so fucking brave. It's like I'm. It is actually scary to be face to face with police officers. They're frightening. They are not nice. They aren't macarena dancers. They're fucking no. killing machines. One of the things that I was really blown away by at the protest that I went to, uh, I met up with a black friend and, well, kind of like intentionally, kind of not, like kind of just happened to see or whatever. Um, And like he was laughing at certain things and it kind of like, well, he's a comedian, I should say, Mm -hmm. Um, but it kind of like really blew me away of like, the way that black people have been able to create humor in this like country for so long and, and like how many black comedians have gotten success and stuff when they're fighting against so much. And, Mm -hmm. and like even being able to find some humor in something like that protests where they're like national guard were there, they were right behind us, like literally close enough to touch people and cops and like six helicopters in the sky. And like, that this person can find something that he's chuckling to himself about, like as a as another comedian, like that alone blows me away. Where it's like I've had things happen in my life where I'm like I can't get on stage, mm-hmm. and it's like thinking about all the things that have probably happened in this person's life where they've had that thought and still done it anyway, and like that the bravery and like the intellect and and the sense of humor that honestly goes into being like mm-hmm. a black stand up comedian. Um, I mean. You know, a lot of the black comedians I know are like the most talented people in the room and still have the hardest time getting booked or, you know, there's a lot of politics that go along with with entertainment as well. But I I was just really impressed by that. Like, I don't know. It's It's like survival skills, basically, like Mm -hmm. anyone who has been black in the world and, and especially America has to have a very different set of survival skills. That anyone who is white or white passing or just a different shade, which is fucked up, hasn't really had to come to terms with most of the time. It's you don't have to think about that kind of stuff. And you have to like give yourself life. Like you can't we can't be in this mode this week that we've all been in. This can't this isn't sustainable, this mental space that we're all in. We do have to go well, like this is the new normal and this is now we have to like do life, keep positivity, and but keep fighting too. I think also people are coming to terms with a lot. I mean, not not black people, and I think 
absolutely not black people, white people and and non-black people are, I think, part of why it is so particularly stressful right now is that there is a lot of, whether you're actually thinking about it or not, a lot of, I don't want to say white guilt because it's not that, but a lot of like, oh, I can't believe we didn't do anything sooner. How did it take us this point? Where did we, what have I been do? I can't believe I've been silent on these issues or whatever, whatever it is. And so I'm, I'm hopeful that people are starting to, um, process that and not let that, um, it, it certainly not let that keep them from speaking out, but also the kind of like self-forgiveness that needs to happen in order for you to really continue to show up for people, because we are going to need to continue to do this. So Mm -hmm. it's like the guilt is not a good enough motivator because it's not sustainable because you're constantly having to make yourself feel bad in order to like get up the, the courage to do something Mm -hmm. and, and guilt, guilt doesn't work long-term. So it's, I think we need to figure out how to, um, I think that's why it's good that there's so much going around where it's like, talk to your other white friends about this shit. Don't, don't bother black people with this because we do need to talk about it. We do need to say, Hey, I fucked up. Hey, I'm sorry. I haven't been, I haven't been here in this way. I'm, I'm, um, I'm feeling a lot of heaviness that it took me this thing. Like I'm coming to terms with those own things because we, we need our bodies and our minds and our hearts to keep doing this. Cause we are, it's gonna keep going. Mm-hmm. It's, it's far I, from over. Yeah. I, that was one of the things that I, d- that definitely came to me while I was swimming this morning is kind of this idea of defensiveness versus compassion. Mm. And I think that as, you know, white people, white passing people or non-black people of color, like, I think sometimes, uh, and we see it all the time, you know, especially with people who aren't open-minded, but also with people who are, where, you know, say something, you know, even just the all lives matter thing or whatever, it's like, why are you getting so defensive at the idea of someone saying black lives matter? Like if, if we can approach things that make us feel defensive or make us put up a, a wall and, and I'm not talking about us as if I'm all lives matter person. Cause I'm not at all. And I never have been, but like, I think the idea that something bristles us a little bit and we go towards defensiveness instead of compassion is the thing that has bred a violent police department. It has bred a rift racially and socially and economically in a lot of different ways in our society. And I think that applying those things, obviously to this movement, but to other places in our life is going to help us recreate a more beautiful and uh, like interconnected society, a way that we can help each other symbiotic, I guess mm-hmm. I should say. Um, for sure. And, and so I think that, that practicing that compassion, I mean, I know it's hard when someone tells you you're wrong, you always like get defensive when someone tells you you're wrong, especially if it's a core moral or something when you were little. But I think if we could try compassion instead of defensiveness, it's a good step in the right direction. And so not the only thing. We have so little modeled for us. I know I talk about this all the time, but of like the apologizing and all of this. And I think right now, I think right now why this is a time to to be talking about these things and why all of these, all of the conditions are kind of like right for this moment is that I think we do have a lot of 
I don't want to say intolerance, but it is that where it's like, if we need, we do need to be showing people like how, how to, I guess. And that's where like white people come in where it's like, we can correct people and say, Hey, that's, that's not cool. It's, we don't have to cancel everybody. We don't have, I mean, some, except for police definitely get canceled. Um, but, but this, this idea. Have fun of, job like, applying, bitch. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Of like, we don't have to. I was reading this thing and uh, uh, like just the, I think people don't like the idea. It's, it's all of these things where people just don't like the idea of not having not, not known about something. And right. I think Lisa, Lisa, you brought it up. Um, I don't remember if it was in a reading or if we talked about it, but like women, especially being hard on themselves of for not having already known how to do something or not knowing yeah. like what, what a thing is. And I think that a lot of people feel that way about white supremacy because there are all these things that they're like, I thought I was doing the right things. I thought I was doing these things. And it feels, it feels bad to know that you're benefiting from something kind of by accident or whatever. And it's hard to hold that space for that to be like, oh, I didn't do anything to deserve the, these privileges uh but yet I well have i think that also gets wrapped up into this idea that um people are oppressed in other ways than race yeah and i so i think that especially white women you know get get caught up in this well you know i've gone through my struggle and and it's like th- the same idea applies mm-hmm. as it would to a man where it's like that's not what we're talking about right now and when we're fighting about women's rights people don't deter the conversation. So let's like, let's stay focused. Like let's focus on the subject matter at hand. And also dismantling this system can only help dismantle Mm -hmm. the other systems that oppress people in other ways. So that's that compassion when it's, when you can have compassion for all of it, where it's like having compassion means none of it is not cared for. So it's like, I think we get in these things where it's like, oh, we can't care for that thing because we haven't fixed this problem yet. And now we're taking away, it's that like scarcity mindset of, oh, if we're, uh, let's not detract, women still need this stuff too, or whatever. Like, let's not lose focus, but yeah. Everyone wants to, it's sexy to claim struggle. People love a, a, a rags to riches story. You know, I actually didn't come up with that much money. I mean, JK Rowling, I mean, not to go there, but like, no, let's go there. Let's go. Her whole point (laughs) is like, Hey, bitch, like I'm a woman and, you know, women get raped and we've had these struggles and we've had this. And that applies to so many different people, too. And I think there's this idea of like anyone that is new or different um, than what you're used to is just excluded. And that's, you know, again, classic. I also just turf. It sounds like Nerf gun. I love the word turf. I know it's like turfs are bad. But I, it's fun to like. I've been calling my cat a turf like all morning because like I love saying turf. But Jake really is a fucking turf where it's like yeah, one hundred percent. But it's also like in a time of a pandemic of Black Lives Matter. Like, who is this for? Because no one's taking away any of the struggles that you've had growing up. No one's taking away any of the fights that you've had to deal with with sexism in you know the fantasy writing industry, which I'm sure was all dudes. But like your hatred showing, you're you're actually yeah. just being well, hate- you're just, just being hateful. The I subtext mean, of all of that is just I'm 
I'm scared that you're not going to be compassionate towards me. It's yeah. a distraction. It also, yeah. Yeah. And it also is a thing where, and this is what happens with like, in my opinion, with all of these kind of like Republican self-responsibility arguments is where it's like, yeah, if you don't feel like the collective cares for you, then you do have to be really aggressive in fighting for your own things and being like, yeah, everybody deserves what they get. And you have to have that kind of idea when we don't feel like we care for each other because we're not being compassionate to someone else's struggle and the, and the analogous things that are in there where it's like, oh yeah, I can tell as instead of the, the like compassionate way of that is like, oh, as, as a woman who has felt excluded in these spaces, I can totally understand where these people are coming from. And I know that feels awful. And I would not like to see other people feel awful. Mm -hmm. You can still say, you know, you can still have your concerns and all of those things, but it's like the, the, I mean, don't have the concerns that JK Rowling has, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> no, her concerns well, suck. But it's, that it's like, if if any of it excludes anybody, then it's not. It's it is saying that like some things are right, some pain is right, and some pain is wrong. Mm -hmm. Well, the thing I I really it really like. I mean, I guess not the thing, but one of the <laughs> things that really irritates me about it is like I I love those books. I've read them all. Like it was a part of my childhood for sure. Harry but... Potter. Harry Potter does rule. We can still mm -hmm. say that Harry Potter is is a great universe, great storytelling. But one of the things that I love about the books, and this makes me not interested or like it makes me not like it or want to be a part of it or read it, is that the book is supposed to be about that love wins over hate. That's the whole yeah. fucking book. Mm -hmm. And the whole book is about, you know, the cycle of violence and, and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, oh, well, we're going to take this and pick and choose which people get to be included in that. Well, no, then. Like that, it's not. She's like, being very desperate right now. Yeah, <laughs> it's like you know, I not that every person's work of art has to stand for every single thing they've ever would have like, because I, I think that can get dangerous too. Like I'm sure I've said things on stage that aren't, uh, they don't necessarily align with my beliefs or whatever. Um, but it, this is on a grand scale to me, mm -hmm. where it's like these people are so oppressed and. It's also fucking Pride Month. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and also, like, don't you – I pray and for the day – I was talking about it with Pablo, like, when you're rich enough, when you're established enough, where you don't need to be on Twitter. Like, right. Twitter's for, like, people trying to, like, have discourse and also trying to get their shit seen. And you, I think once you get to a rich point, you don't really need to be – don't you have, like, a person running this for you? I don't know. It's just so, like, yeah. you're – I mean, when you get a little money and you get older and also your troop feelings – I mean, this is just how she feels, which is unfortunate. That's the other well, unfortunate like, part. It's like, oh, this is just how you feel about this. That is – yeah, who you are. Bitch, say it in a private back room. You're rich as hell. Don't you have access to rooms where it's, like, you could be saying any kind of wild shit yeah, but she want. doesn't want to. Not, she wants yeah. to, you know, that's it. Yeah. But also well, you I have to question who's – like – I think right now, too, especially with this Sagittarius Gemini flop, I think who's saying what, where it's coming from, and why this whole exploration. I, I watched Ashley Raid's slideshow on, on Sean King, which I highly recommend if you mm -hmm. can find Ashley's next performance of it. It's really great. But even like going back, like uh, J.K. Rowling, I think, thinks feminism is this glorious Steinem kind of, you know, image, right? Like the 60s 
a white lady next to a black lady and that's progress and that's it, right? Like, it's just as simple as that. Gloria Steinem has said so much problematic shit throughout her mm-hmm. time. Great leaders can say bad things and they should course correct. Gloria Steinem saying to anyone that supports Birdie just wants to meet boys uh, was really fucking lame for a lot of like women and especially like people of color who were like really leading a grassroots presidential campaign movement. Um, well, anytime can, we get two, I sorry, go. All right, I'm just saying, like, yeah, you can say. I think uh, going into cancel cultures, like we can say bad things and hopefully apologize for them, learn from them, and and grow and course correct. That's all right. Go on. No, I I interrupted you. as my my issue. Um, I think that it's really hard anytime you become overly identified with something like capital F feminism or something it's hard to see yourself as part of the problem Mm -hmm. because if you've become so identified i think this is something that we see with um like uh presumably very like liberal thought people i'm thinking of like comedians who have in their later years said some real wild shit and i think it's when you become so identified with what you believe as like the opposition that you don't realize that you've become part of the like institution mm-hmm. or whatever. And so it's harder, the more ingrained you are in, in the system or like in, in your own power, the harder it is to criticize it or find flaws in it because you just are seeing yourself. And this is why, this is why police, it's hard uh, for anybody to, to, to it's hard with, it's, it's a hard battle to get people on board with, defunding police or the idea that police are doing bad things because it is so ingrained in us that they are the good guys that yeah they are that they that anything they do they visit is your schools thing yes it's all all of these things it's and it's so hard to argue with someone who believes that they are on the right side whatever side of the the thing you're on if someone and this is the like Sagittarius Gemini thing where it's like if you are righteous, bad side Sagittarius is very self-righteous and hypocritical in the worst ways and soapboxy and and focused on just the goal and not thinking about the details of all of these things. So you could have your heart could absolutely be in the right place. But if you are so focused on that, you're missing all of these other kind of course corrections and adjustments that need to be made in the meantime then you're gonna you are losing sight of the actual target which is compassion for everybody so, and, and the high tide lifting all ships you know this yeah. is exactly what i was dealing with while i was swimming because i haven't been in the water at all really um and where i went has buoys and it's you know it's jarring to be in in a different element, I guess. And like, I'm used to being in the pool. I'm not used to being out in the ocean and it's very different and it's scary. And the whole time I'm looking at the shore, but you know how it is when you're in the water, like stuff seems, you seem like you're Mm -hmm. moving towards it, but you're not, or, you know, you're moving very slowly. There's current, there's a lot of different things you have to worry about. There were children playing. There was like a lot of different things going on, but there are these buoys that are very close by. I'm not going to say where I went because it's gross, but um, <laughs> I was, you know, it was like one at a time, like just get to the next one and then get to the next one. And then you'll eventually you'll get all the way into the shore. Like you'll get all the way into where you came from. 
And I, and I went back and forth a few times, you know, and like also at the same time having these thoughts about like, well, like, you know, we've gotten these charges for some of these cops and like this, this, this felt like a win and it's, but it's not enough. And Mm -hmm. kind of, it kind of just felt like a mirror of the same thing where it's like, if we can fight to the next thing, like if we can get to the next buoy, like we will eventually get to the lifeguard tower. And if we can get to the next buoy to mm-hmm. the next buoy to the next buoy to the next lifeguard tower like we can eventually get to the you know what i mean it's mm-hmm. like you're not we're seeing little things and and it's not saying oh well i got to that buoy i'm done right mm-hmm. no it's still in the middle of the ocean it's you have to continue and like keep going and going and it's difficult because you don't see the progress as it's happening and and even the things you do see it's like you're going to see some little winds. You're going to, there's going to be a wind that comes in and pulls you back a little bit mm-hmm. and you're going to have to, you know, kick twice as hard. It's like, it's very, very difficult. It's a very difficult time. And like, yeah, I don't know. Feeling that in my physical body and having that mental. <laughs> that you're like, well, that's, you're that's, like, that's Ooh, so symbolism is kicking me yeah, hard right now. <laughs> but that's what's so great about doing those things and living in a way that you notice those kinds of reflections and patterns and similarities because I think it does inform everything else because I think that's such a great metaphor for all of it because it is like making sure that we keep keep our 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 hearts and our minds on like the goal but it also we can't be caught up in all of the specifics all the time of like this has to happen it has to happen in this order it has to go this way it and I think you don't even know sometimes. Y- I mean, if I breathe on the other side, I'm judging by where, how a paddleboarder moves. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know how fast that moves. There's no way for me to, you know, mm-hmm. it's. Yeah. But it's like we we keep make sure, you know, obviously, if the, the data around you is not reflecting your goal, then you need to to course correct and figure out what you're doing. But it's like, you know, if we're if we're wanting progress and and inclusion for everybody if we want to dismantle white supremacy that's a big that's a huge goal and there's like a lot that that encompasses and so we definitely are going to have bumps along the way we're going to disagree with people about how we should get to that thing but we have we do have to keep in mind that we have the same goal Mm -hmm. so we might need to make concessions around things we might need to uh you know we're having to teach we're ha- we're having to break down such huge kind of like ideas for people yeah. that that that's something that I'm just consistently struck by is that and that's like the all lives matter kind of thing is that it's like hey every nobody stop any of the work that we're doing because it's working and we're doing the stuff but it's like we're never going to get a consensus on like how we do that because we haven't gotten a consensus that this is even a problem mm-hmm. so we can't so, so it's, it's, it's imperative to like, take, keep checking in with those buoys because we're, it's, we can't just like keep going and ha- we have to be constantly checking in and saying like, all right, we're, are we still on the, on this thing? Mm-hmm. I mean, did you, I the, think- there is really good footage of like in Minneapolis of them just like their mayor was in the middle of the protest and they're like, are you going to defund the police? And he didn't answer really and they're like no we want to hear this because you're up for re-election next year so like please uh you know make your statement 
And then mm-hmm. I, it must have been a no because then all of a sudden it just started, everyone just started booing and, and he got booed out and had to do like a sad ass walk of shame. But I mean, this, this is, it's going to take so much work. It's already taking so much work. And this work has started, Black Lives Matter started this, what, 2013, 2014 with Trayvon Martin. And, you know, the premise being don't kill black people. And guess what? They've still been killing black people. So guess what? We need to get rid of the people that kill black people if you're not going to stop fucking killing black people. It's just really like now boiling down to like what is going to help stop the main cause, which was to not kill black people. And it just so happened that it's the police, which started as fucking slave rounder uppers, basically, and slave patrol Mm -hmm. are going to have to fucking disband. And cops, I, I like... Again, I know I'm sure there's some people listening to this that disagree because I think it is embedded that we need cops in society. I've always grown up with that uh, Mm -hmm. mindset of who you're going to call. Who are you going to call? Who will you call if someone's breaking into your house? And that's those are the questions we're going to have to to ask. Like, who do we call for public safety? Are we going to have to now invest in in mental health therapist people out on the street? um, one of my friends, Ezra Clayton Daniels, he's a great black illustrator and he was has these beautiful he's got great graphic novels that are all rooted in black families and storytelling. You should really check out everyone check out his work. It's really cool. But he drew these beautiful uh designs on his Instagram of like the mental health department and um the agriculture department that brings out food and like what a uh it looks like a sci-fi future, right? But it's twenty twenty. Like I'm watching movies. I just watched Blade Runner for the first time. That shit was set in 2019. And like, mm-hmm. you know, there's so and not to say Blade I mean, there's a lot of themes of Blade Runner well, too that line up. But I, there's so we are in the future. The future should look like the fucking future already and like it looks like the past right now. It doesn't it hasn't changed. I mean, I work in a job that has private security, you know, and uh, I have a relationship with those people like i th- i think that there are other ways there are other people you can call there are yeah. other th- and obviously not all private security is good uh, i'm sure the company that i've worked with has had problems as well i'm not saying that that's like a solution by any means but i do think you know kevin at the door of the bar i work at that knows me and i have a relationship yeah. with him like you know, that can be a way to de-escalate things. And they're trained in de-escalation, which is right. the opposite of the police. And I, I listened to the police. I went on the Zoom for the police commissioners for yes. six hours or something. And I'm going to try to go again this week if anyone wants the information, oh, yes. you know. Um, But, you know, I spoke on there. A bunch of comedians that I know, I got to hear speak on there. And a lot of really, really eloquent Angelinos. One of the people was like this young actress who I'm like blown away now finding that out afterwards. Um, But one of the people on there mentioned that the police in Los Angeles have something like 650 hours of training. And I I'm I'm baffling. I'm not like quoting because I really honestly did not look it up. I just listened to the thing. But that like a cosmetologist needs Mm -hmm. 1500 hours. Yeah. So it's like. At this point, like we're and making that's just to get feel scissors. Have <laughs> that's more just to get your license. That's done. not even to be allowed. You still have to then be an assistant for two years of or course. a year. I mean, to... thinking of anyone who's in charge of a life, a nurse, a doctor, yeah. anything that's uh, that to wield a gun as a 
profession, mm-hmm. 600 hours. I mean, that's, that's nothing. Well, it's rooted well, in property. We, that's what, I mean, that's the whole argument yeah. with the cops is like, they're there to protect your break in for your house or your bike was stolen or your, this was that. I mean, I've, I've like dumbassly called police for, and I've had a peeping Tom in my apartment when I've had a bike stolen and guess what the fucking response is? I can't do shit. And it's like, oh, well, why now I'm like on record? Why do I pay yourself? And you came into my mm-hmm. house, you intimidated me when I called you about a peeping Tom. You asked my, what my roommate was wearing uh, in her window. You know, it's like, fuck you. <laughs> like, oh, there's yeah. too many instances of just fuck you. Uh, you're not good at your job here's the other part and you're just not good at your job either also the the white supremacy aspect too i think for a lot of people and maybe maybe this won't hit for our listeners but it's like this is not a dan brown book like there's not one guy that's gonna go undercover in the kkk and unmask and like it's not that's not how it works it's collective it's like it's a movement and it's it's a big it's bigger than that it can't be uh, undercover whatever no. and cops that, that do and cops that do speak out get murdered <laughs> it's mm-hmm. not that's not uncommon people or they get stalked or if you've had uh instances with the police and you report you know malpractice or whatever you would want to call it, police misconduct they'll fucking follow you around your town they'll give you more tickets than normal it's they're a gang this we are trying to take down literally the mafia that has been institutionalized from our own society this is a huge tall ass order but we can do it i think it's totally fucking doable it's just gonna be a lot of work yeah it's gonna be work and it's but it i it's it's starting and i think that um you know all of this sharing of of videos and everything is is super helpful for people and it's not going to, yeah, it's definitely not going to be easy because it's also, you know, there's been so many infographics and, and things going around of like how police are able to continue, how they get off on things, how, why they are able to be so, <laughs> sorry to use the phrase above the law, but like, it, you know, w- between unions, between political support, all of, all oh, of yeah. these things, it, it's, it's not, it's definitely not going to be an easy thing, but we got to keep. It just doesn't, I mean, it. it's so funny because there's just, like, such cognitive dissonance between these things of, like, it also just doesn't make sense to have one place be in charge of all of these different things. Right. And it's, like, if you wanted, we all know people who became cops and they're, like, we, they're exactly the same type of person. And it's, like, you would never ask that person to help you with, like, a interpersonal problem yeah yeah so it's like why that's the majority of the job of police is not like it's not like cool like fucking cops and robber shit you're not chasing down bank bank heists and shit you're doing you're getting (laughs) you know you're helping people find things you're doing petty petty theft shit you're just get and also a lot of the times you're breaking your neighborhood a lot of the times you should be breaking up domestic violence uh, which is like i i an arena that cops do not handle well i mean i can't even really think of any arenas that are handled quite that well at least from like basically i'm samples just like astrology we sample from evidence right the stars are moving here we know that this planet is in this sign at this time and sometimes this happens um is it a gary is it the scientific method where it happens 100 percent of the time no 
but if it's 99%, that's almost fucking 100. So, and it's the same with cops. It's like, hey, um, this seems to be happening basically all of the time. So yeah. that's well, too much of the time. I have a question. It, it's tangentially related to spirituality and tangentially related to police violence. Whoa. And, and we'll see if, I mean, I don't necessarily believe this but let's see if maybe we can have an interesting discourse about it <laughs> i love it um so the other day i was taking the trash out and i walked and there's this cat that lives in my little apartment complex and um it was sitting there and it, it kind of was disguised in the sand it was sitting in similar color so i didn't see it and i walked back out and it was so still sitting there and i decided to take my camera out and take a picture of it and the second i pointed my camera at it it took off mm-hmm. and i thought there there's some old um like turn of phrase about a, a photo of soul mm-hmm. I, I don't necessarily believe it but some people i think do and i thought about that and i thought about this idea of kind of the way that we are pointing the camera at police violence right now and and opening up uh opening up that conversation for more discourse there, but also the fact that like body cams for police and, and all that stuff before has hidden them from any sort of mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah. you know, they could be making white power symbols at people or whatever. You're not going to see it if it's behind the camera. So we're not seeing the faces they're making or, or, you know, certain actions that are out of frame, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause the body cameras on, on them yeah, mm-hmm. and they turn off the they turn off the sound a lot too oh, so and, you don't and hear the, the and the camera, camera itself the camera. That, that that i mean all all that you know aside but i wonder the idea of this kind of uh i mean and maybe not in such a spiritual sense of it taking a part of your soul but i do think we see we see this kind of reflected right where it's like let's turn the camera at the right people mm-hmm. Like why why are we pointing the camera at the you know speeders or the the people who are jaywalking when there's someone there that has a lot more responsibility? I like this as a prompt for sure. <laughs> okay, now everyone, Steve, right? No, I think it's not 100 percent foolproof. And I don't I know, but I I, lo- I like it, and I'm totally on board with. This I was gonna say idea. now everyone's we're gonna write for seven minutes about how uh, <laughs> you see yourself. Well, it's no, it's. I mean, we need to put, like, no one has ever thought to police the police until recently. And yes, we've had, you know, we've had riots. I mean, Rodney King was maybe, like, also, like, the first real big incident of, like, this being recorded. And we caught your ass. And, like, this is what we, we have to show. Um, is, can I get, like, a one sentence of the prompt one more time? <laughs> okay, well, I, hang on. I, like, Do you I have think, a lot of thoughts on this. Well, I have a lot of thoughts that go along with it, too, in, in regards to the pandemic as well. As we are self-recording, as we are doing it right mm. now, mm. we're uh, feeling depleted, all of that kind of stuff. So I have, mm. I do feel that broadcasting yourself in some way, it does take something out of you. Whether it's, like, sure. part of your soul or just your energy and mental space. Totally. I think this is a good one for this Sagittarius Gemini back and forth and what kind of what we were talking about, I guess, on our Patreon episode of this like idea of truth and fact, because fact on its own doesn't necessarily mean anything unless you understand the the bigger concept that it's like the context of it, just a percentage on paper 
um, you know, doesn't tell you the whole story, but also if your truth cannot, does not have any facts to back it up, it's just a fucking opinion or an idea. It's not there. And I think that the idea of like on a, on a, outside of this scale, I think the idea of like a picture taking away your soul, I think that is less about actually taking away your soul and more like when you try to take a picture of the moon, it never looks good because it's just a flat picture. The moon, the moon moves you so much because when you're standing under, you see the, the, the space, like it's the light yes and, and you yeah. and you understand your place in the world and how people for eons have looked up at this thing like you can't capture that in a picture so that like it takes the soul out of it but i think also on the flip side what we're seeing now is like we're seeing facts in these photos and videos that go against the truth that we've been sold which is that police are the good guy and now it's like hey you can't keep uh, operating under this mantle because the facts just aren't there to support it. And so this idea of kind of giving these broad, like the soul of it being like, we're here to protect and serve. It's like, that's not true. So I think it's less like taking of a soul in that thing and more of a like, oh, that's a lie. Well, I think it's it's showing what doesn't even have soul to begin with. Yeah, uh, what yeah. we rooted in this soul of protection or this soul of uh, community and um, all this. I think, I mean, I, I went to school for photography and there was always that discussion in, in photography history lessons of, oh, well, photography has always been the medium that has been um, – kind of made fun of in the art world because you're not painting you're not sculpting with your hands you're pushing a button but part of pushing the button is having that decisive time in that moment and to be also a person that can integrate themselves into a moment um and be a part of it and i think there is that that's some things that you have to learn as a photographer and as an artist is it's you know it's not just shoot, shoot, shoot. A lot of the times it is making a decision, making that time and moment. I mean, and we, I think we're seeing it a lot now, too, with, like, protesters, you know, people being like, don't take selfies at protests. And then you see, like, the, the Instagram people come out in their little dresses and take pictures. And, um, oh God, I'm, it's someone I met on Couchsurfing, but she's, like, a big activist and public social worker or whatnot. And was just talking about like, hey, like everyone's like 21 once and you go to your first protest and you take a fucking selfie and we just don't have room to shame right now. Like unless you are perpetuating violence or uh, hating the, you know, or like helping the cops, we can't shame people. They showed up. Here's the other yeah. part. Like they, they came. So shut well, up. And good, <laughs> like, good for you to be like proud of yourself for for doing a it thing i mean it's it like does yeah. influence don't, don't make yourself the center of it necessarily but also if you're 21 you're making yourself Even the center of everything not. anyways i don't <laughs> know one one of my friends that i went with um you know we were we kind of had a conversation there was a picture i really wanted to get but it was everyone's face was in it like a bunch yeah. of people and i was like i can't you know in good consciousness or we kind of had a conversation and she's like i'm not taking pictures of you but if i do i'll let you know whatever and She's like, I've taken a few of myself. I'm not going to post them, but she's like, I want to remember this. Oh, yeah. And I think that's really important, too. And, like, to show your kids and stuff. Like, yeah. th that is cool. Like, yeah. I don't think you should be doing solely that, obviously. But it's like, I mean, you can post them, too. I For me, I'm not, you know, what, 
uh, do whatever you got yeah. for me that well, kind of thing that's the least of my worries right now well there's also photographers out shooting you can mm-hmm. um you know take those pictures from them and reshare and um and whatever credit them or what have you someone sent me uh when i used to deliver weed one of the green angels sent me a story from the protest of some random girl's account and i was like oh no it's like someone about to get their head bashed in because it was just like set with no context and then i clicked it and it was just it was like me at the protest like with my bike and like i like walked by and i was like oh weird i was like i remember this moment the cops just showed up and i was actually fucking like scared because it was like it all of a sudden went from like wow this is so kumbaya (laughs) to like kind of stressful but I like a screen recorded. I was like, you know what? I don't need to. Obviously, I don't need to post this. But I do like this was cool to have like a little moment of me being in what feels like our version of civil rights. I mean, this is yeah. like a fucking civil yeah. rights movement yeah, right is. now. I also think that in regards to photography and art, uh, because I, I never really thought about it from your perspective, Stevie, but I did. Um, I think I heard this in a movie or so a long time ago about um not kind of the difference but this idea of photography in that uh it can be how far you go to take a photo it can be what you put yourself through like there are other aspects to it that aren't evident in sculpting or you know I mean yes in sculpting you can put your physical body through something but it's like it's not like you go into the middle of the rainforest and then like sculpt that thing there and carry it out on your back or whatever. actually that'd be pretty cool though that would be, that would be really cool. <laughs> well that's like well sure that mixes into performance cool. art right because I think that a little bit of photography too does involve the performance element especially if you're doing self-portraits um or if you're just doing the doc- photography is about time it is capturing light and time to present an image that should evoke a feeling. I think this can also, all this can apply to making movies too, right? Like moving images and art form. Um, but it that is like the long form thing. And I, I, it makes me sad as someone <laughs> who enjoys Instagram as a platform for the most part. And I understand how it makes people depressed and how it, it can be like a time suck if you're only following like I mean, sometimes I've gone down that whole, like, white girls who are going all over the world, and you're like, shit, like, what the fuck? Really? Like, that looks nice, but fuck, I hate you. And then you get, like, mad, and then you're, like, judging yourself. So I get it, and I think unfollow accounts that don't make you feel good, also. uh, No one needs to – you get one hate follow. That's my rule. Uh, I I have one, and I won't tell you who. Uh, (laughs) But – I think photography has really been diminished with social media because there is this idea that it's selfish, that it is just bragging and showing off. And I think we're really diminishing people from pursuing an, an, a legit art form. And I think everyone starts somewhere. You start with your fucking phone. That like kids, everyone has way more fucking camera access than I ever did growing up wanting to take pictures, having to develop in a dark room. And there's going to be some old timers out there that go, you must start with film and you must start with the dark room. I mean, I think it's great because you're going to understand what all those tools in Photoshop are because they are just actually the tools that you use in a dark in a dark room for the most part. I mean, there's some things that they added with technology, but uh, I just I guess, again, I think I'm just like so over shame right now and like shaming yes. people. And I was texting my good friend. She's great. She's a librarian. I don't know if she wants me to say follow her. If you, I'll DM me. Maybe I'll follow her. But she's got great information going back to, I think it was your point, Lisa, about metadata and taking pictures of people's faces since she's a librarian and works in tech. She 
has all these tech resources about how to like upload pictures in a safe metadata free way and doing all this stuff. And and also everyone has so many different parts to play in a big movement. We're going to need the fucking hackers and we're going to need the metadata people and we're going to need influencers out there telling their fucking followers to go protest. Like, I'm sorry. that's what I mean too, where it's like, it's not, we can't be like, we can be mad about the power of celebrity and influencer culture and all of that. And then we can't, we can't also then be like, don't take a picture when we also perpetuate that culture, because I'm sure there are people that have been, they're young people. And, and I, I've particularly been moved by not not by that alone, but I've been uh, moved by celebrity posts where I'm like, that's really cool of them to to do that to mm-hmm. to fucking to goop. Use their fucking goop. That way. <laughs> it's not. It's not enough. That's not the only thing that I look to for for hope and inspiration. And I don't believe that it's necessarily their that that's their role to play. But we also can't deny the reality of the culture that we live in that we have given celebrities the most the highest uh like level of respect and and influence and then be like why why are these people looking to brands and celebrities to do it because that's what we look to for fucking everything so it's not so again it's this like well and celebrities can be a part of like celebrities from the the actual civil rights movement did they would sit in clubs and help people they would actually go put their bodies out on the street i know like seaberg which we reviewed for cinema astrology is now kind of like the joke now in this movement because gene seaberg was this white actor who joined basically joined the black panthers Panthers. but she was also killed by the fucking fbi allegedly um and there is and all that movie is while there's some kind of gross parts of like her having sex with some black panthers which i don't know if it's true and the only reason i say gross is because i think there's some fetishization that might have been involved with it but that bitch just opened her purse that's what she did. She opened her purse. She hosted. She had her place in the fucking Hollywood Hills be a, a meetup space that was safe. And I think it's just showing what resources can you do when you see a celebrity donated $100. It's fucking bullshit. That's like it's just bullshit because I know people with our unemployment checks who are doing that right now. Mm-hmm. And- <laughs> well, there's just a difference. So that so it's just like nothing. Nothing is one thing. And this is maybe going to sound really convoluted, but I think going back to this idea of like the picture and the soul thing where it's like, can, can a picture take your soul? Absolutely. But can a picture also have a lot of soul and all of these other meanings? Yeah, sure. So we can't make these broad statements like don't take selfies at protests because it depends. There's all of these things. Sometimes a selfie, sometimes a picture at a protest is the thing we have so many indomitable images from uh instances in past where it's like the the woman handing the flower all of these things that become like icons of these things that get people that inspire people that move people and again it's not it's not enough it's not just that thing but can can an image become representative of a whole movement absolutely mm-hmm. so it's like to say to say pictures aren't useful is denying reality are they the only thing? No. And is is everybody's selfie <laughs> necessary? Fucking not a chance. But well, and I think I don't know. with the soul thing too, and going pointing the lens back to cops, again, when you have no soul and your soul is being put on display over and over and over and over, 
I think they're probably. I can't imagine that there's cops that feel good about themselves to this morning when they woke they, up. But they sh- they also shouldn't. Sometimes it's like, yes, you should be. That's that's Gemini holding up the mirror. You you should not be told that you have a soul if all of the all of the evidence is to the contrary. You should be confronted by soulless fucking pictures all of the time because that is the reality. Mm-hmm. We're, you can't you can't be if you're only in your head. You're never seeing it presented to you then you can make up all kinds of stories about what kind of person you are or what kind of institutions you work for but when you are confronted with the soulless data then oh well that's maybe a made-up picture I've yeah had. i mean it's it's interesting with it really is interesting with photography even like you know like those pictures of like the kids naked by the creek smoking cigarettes that pictures like everyone's seen mm-hmm. they're like sally man's kids yeah and at the time everyone's like oh my god you're sexualizing these children and this and it's just like i'm in my back fucking yard this is like what they're doing <laughs> this is just like what they're doing again i have uh it's been a while since i've looked up sally man so if she's turned out to be a problematic queen so sorry but like i think that's the thing is like Unless you are, and again, this is excluding any projects that involve like photo manipulation, right? Because you could, that's the other part, like photos are easy to manipulate and you can collage and you can make whatever scenes you want. You can put people in places they haven't been. And we've all seen the horrible nudes of fake celebrities of their big heads on like, obviously not their naked bodies, <laughs> which is like some of my favorite genres of, uh, of Photoshop. But uh, it's usually showing you the truth. And for if a photograph is just a straightforward photograph, it's showing you what's in front of you, and um, that's hard for people right now because I think a lot of people have okay lives. Like even the pandemic, a lot of people were fine. A lot of people still work from home. They still have their house. They also got a stimulus check, and they're just wait. You know, fuck. I might have to like. Oh, I don't know if I can go to Europe this month, but I'll go later. And like, there wasn't really much you know, a foot. And then some people's lives were fucking decimated and we have to see it all. Well, we don't like being told that our lives are at the expense of someone else. And it's very easy. And I think that's the going back to the like, oh, well, I've had struggle too. I think someone who feels already like they are um, making concessions in some way or they're being responsible, they're doing the quote unquote right thing. I'm thinking of some conservative friends where I know, I know they would have problems with these ideas of like, um, social programs and and money and unemployment and that kind of stuff because they feel like they are um, going far out of their way to live within their means and yeah. do all of these things. But they're also not thinking about like, okay, well, you go, you shop at Walmart to save money and Walmart is made off of fucking child labor right. and, and not paying employees well enough and all of that. So That's you're right. always... Li- you're always at someone's expense, but people don't like to think that because it doesn't make you feel righteous in your behavior. So it's like, if we're living off of the, if the, if the police existing is coming at the expense of black life, then nothing that we have is really ours or fair or anything in that way. And that's, again, these are big things for people. I don't, I don't mean to say that like, as this is a simple thing for people to understand it, it means lives fucking falling apart intellectually yeah it's not easy i think too that everyone has struggle i don't think that anyone mm-hmm. is exempt from it and so i think it's very hard for people to you know if you're not open-minded to say that you know someone else has it worse or whatever because everyone's caught up in their own you know and and it's the same thing you know when like when my dad died like 
you know, it was really hard. And now it's been a long time. And when other people lose people, I uh, relive some of it. And mm-hmm. it's like, well, I-, I try not to place my grief on on them because they're grieving. Like, it's it's not because I didn't my dad didn't die or you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it doesn't take mm-hmm. away that that happened or whatever. But it's just because it just makes you empathetic. Going through it. <laughs> and mm-hmm. like, I know what it's like to go through it. So like, that's what that's what I mean with the compassion and defensiveness as well, where it's like sometimes it's hard, but like you you do just you put your stuff aside because you know what it's like. That that's what struggle is. If not, maybe you have not struggled that much. Or maybe you've only struggled in interpersonal ways, or maybe only in your career, or maybe, you know, well, also, where other people have struggled institutionally. Yeah, I, that mm-hmm. you just hit the word that I want, wanted to cover was like, I don't know if you've struggled from the system because the right. system um means losing a a family member because they didn't have health care that's that's the or because they got shot or because they got shot by the police unlawfully the system Mm -hmm. shouldn't kill people period also the if you haven't seen the documentary 13th on netflix i really recommend it. it um it's just it's very i love documentaries i'm a huge documentary fan and like it's just very well laid out and reasoned and logicked and mm-hmm. easy easy to understand. I mean, not, you know, not easy to... Simple to understand, uh, not, not easy. But... Yeah, but, you know, it, it won't, you, you won't be confused. And if you are, you can rewind it because it's on your Netflix. Mm-hmm. Also, like, and I think this has been, it's been interesting to see how, you know, brands have been handling um, something that is bigger than fucking who cares Zara, you know, like whatever. Like, well, who also steals artwork allegedly? Uh, but I and think not allegedly. Absolutely. Actually, actually, just <laughs> actually, proven. actually, a- factually, actually. Uh, <laughs> but I think there is, and it's interesting to hear of like. I think now everyone's like, well, what do we do? Do we go back to normal and do this? And it's like we're gonna. This again, this is a long fight. We're gonna go back to just talking about the fucking moon and like, and this is always gonna be interwoven because it's part of, I mean, astrology is great because it's part of what's going on on Earth. And this is what's going on on Earth. And I think it's not lame to resource black content, black artwork, black astrology, black everything, um, because it's been silenced for so long. There's, it's not. Again, if you feel like you've been pandering or you're uh, being uh, doing something out of pandering, then maybe reconsider why you're doing it. But I think if you're actually doing it to uplift people and to spotlight people that might be drowned out by a sea of whiteness, like by all fucking means, Criterion Channel has lifted the paywall for all these amazing black movies, black centric movies directed by black people. There's it's all out there. And uh, I mean, I know like everyone's been like, give me books to read. And like, I know everyone's maybe going to read about like Selma for the next two years, but you can also like just support black people by, you can read modern art. You can look at modern things. It's good to know the history. And I think 13th does a great job of doing that in a compact way, but it's, the history in a way it's how 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 we not known this this long like it's it's been it's been known so just i think it's just being conscious of diversifying the media you get i mean i have this all the time in criterion collection where we we go like oh by default all these movies have been directed by white men like this isn't even our we're not like we need to consciously break this channel like we need to consciously get a woman 
female director. We need to consciously get a not white female director. We need to consciously do these things because the world isn't going to consciously give you these things. And right now the world is consciously giving us these things. So let's take advantage of that. And well, when and you see it, it being when you see it being given to you, I think a lot of people are under the fallacy that it doesn't exist, that these things aren't there. But when we see, oh, oh, these things are just actually been haven't been they don't get the promotion money the same way they don't get highlighted in the same way for for brand because they're not owned by these big Mm -hmm. uh corporations or whatever when you see the the concentration of power on things then you see i think that's why it's also important to not shame each other a ton because it's like yeah look how much work it's taken for us to make these lists right now and how much people don't want you to know how many black creators there are how many how like how many brands, how many restaurants and brands and all of these things are like, look how much work it's taken for us to go out of our way to do that. And that like, that's the problem. There's a reason why you didn't know about these things or why you aren't seeing them in your timeline all the time. And it's because they're not under this, this concentration of control. So don't beat yourself up for not knowing about it. But now let's now that you do know about it, you're aware and you have to make, yeah, now you have to take those steps even if it's just and it happens to everybody even the most well-intentioned people and I think that's why when I was reading that thing of like the difference between racism and white supremacy is and not white supremacists white supremacy is just this thing of like this is where the concentration of power is Mm -hmm. a lot of people are not racist and yet participate in white supremacist systems without even knowing it so it's like you're not being aware that we live in a white supremacist nation does not make you racist it means now you know like this is how it was set up it's Mm -hmm. not your fault or even if you've benefited from it it's not you didn't you didn't necessarily create it but we are perpetuating it and now that responsibility is on us to de dismantle well i think a lot of people are racist i think you just have to you just have to really be active to unlearn all the things that are put into the conversation of society and it takes effort it takes work it's not easy um but i think no one wants to think they're racist but everyone is to a degree in their mind somewhere like it's not glamorous to say that and i i don't and i'm scared of this soundbite being taken out of place one day in the future but it's like it's 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 how do how can we think that we're above that line of thinking that's been embedded in our society I think 13th does a good job of saying that it's like, yeah, everybody's racist and it makes sense because these things are there. And I think people don't like things that where they're like, where they can't say where it came from or something, because it's like hard to say, well, I'm not racist, even if you're doing these things because it feels like you didn't do anything. So I think saying, watching things like 13th are, is helpful because it's like, Oh yeah, these ideas that you thought were just there were planted. So it makes yeah, you shouldn't, you shouldn't be racist, or we and we should dismantle white supremacy. And it also makes sense how we got here based on these things. So don't take personal responsibility for not knowing these things. Take personal responsibility for taking steps in the future to correct them. Mm-hmm. I also grew up in a city where. Um, this is like a way too long story, but um, <laughs> the first all black starting college basketball team uh, was the college in my town, and they won uh, against the all white 
starting lineup. And it's like a celebrated story where I'm from. And you can look into it more if you're interested in it. But I, And now, you know, black people are like the height of basketball, you know, the, the best players. But then we're not allowed to have a whole team of of black people. And so I think like that was 1966. And so thinking about how not far off we are from that. Right. And mm-hmm. how like, again, the kind of bully analogy of like, there are things that are going to feel like big wins that aren't. And things that are that we have to keep moving to to fight and and things that and eventually we're going to get further away from this where it's like, wow, I didn't know that was like not even 100 years ago or whatever. Like, so I think like to keep our eyes on the prize, too, in that way. And I think 13th also does a good job of like talking about the Black Lives Matter movement and like the ways that it really works and why it's so big and successful and stuff so i think like if we can keep our eyes on the prize for some of these things where where like you know i i know because my mom owns a restaurant in the city that like some places wouldn't let them eat there after they won mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. certain restaurants like wouldn't and not my mom's <laughs> <I'm just laughs> putting that out there but like yeah there were people in this city that like wouldn't let them have their celebration dinner and like Mm-hmm. that's real fucked up like there are things that have changed but there's still a lot that needs to be changed well and it's not that long ago and i think that's the interesting part of like this romanticization of the 60s right where it's like peace and love and all this when it's like well it was also like this of for the white people yeah for like san franciscans like taking acid with the grateful dead sure but like there is also the fucking beginning of the like Vietnam War and civil rights and all of this. There again, it's the perspective of your existence, and you. We need to open our perspectives. Are we to not all have the same experience? Well, I think yeah. it's like, Steve and even with me, sports too. Jesus, I mean, we don't. Yeah. Even, and these guys I mean, were like yeah. getting their ass, yeah, like beat sports up is, on the road, like ugh. in bathrooms and. St- I mean, what's, you know, what school was of, it? It's. It's um well it's now called UTEP University of Texas El Paso but it was Texas Western College or Texas Western University mm. in the 60s. So um but yeah like you'll see it on all of the March Madness like ESPN classic things. Oh I love a 30 for 30. Yeah, I mean I don't know if there's a 30 for 30 but you know there I, 30 there for 30 is a get movie. on it. Oh. I don't think the movie is very good though. Oh damn. So, you know, that's I mean, kind of a I mean again like we this is a whole Colin Kaepernick, I mean, Jesus Christ, the NFL finally wish, issued like a, yeah, you sh- y'all should kneel, but I don't think they've given him a proper <laughs> apology, which they definitely should, clearly, because he was right, and he's been right, and the whole, yeah, the whole argument about the flag is just a pain in the ass, because the flag well, is for all, everybody, and it's not representing everybody right now, duh. All of these things, all of these things are like the argument of soul without a picture. Mm-hmm. because you can say okay yeah the flag oh the flag the flag the flag the flag but that's not the picture of what's actually happening right now any of these things i think i like the the i think it's interesting steve sent me this article that's from 2012 where this 
like, I don't remember. He's a scientist, like a social scientist, and he was studying uh, cycles of violence. And this came out in 2012. Remember, we were like all freaked out about Mayan calendar shit. And they were like, 2012 is <laughs> going to be the worst one. Right. But this guy predicted 2020 would be the culmination of the United States, like uh, a violent outbreak, basically, or like uh, this would be the pinnacle of the cycle. And it's because it's basically his thing. I'm very much distilling it. But this idea of like it's the grandparents live through something and then the grandkids of those grandparents are the ones that kind of like rise up again. And I think that that's why it's like it is good to be referencing the 60s because it's like right now we have like Joe Biden being like, I did all of this stuff for black people. Black people love me. And it's like, yeah, this is your idea, but you're not up to date with like the picture, the data that's happening right now. So if that's still true, you are resting on that thing and you have not updated any of your systems. And we have now this younger generation that has never lived through the 60s so they don't have anything to say to them like oh i did enough or i did this thing like i'm done i i checked that thing off of my list and they also have only known like a world where we're constantly seeing videos of police brutality we are being sold this idea that we're equal but none of the data reflects that so it totally makes sense that this is where we're coming to a head but it's like yeah if you're still if you're still using a reference, I'm thinking of like literally a picture too. It's like if you were still showing us your headshot from the fucking 60s, you don't look like that anymore. Mm-hmm. Like you have to, you have to get a new picture, and you might not look like how you look because this is an idea of yourself of of standing up for these things and and doing that. That's but that's not what's happening currently. So make sure all of your fucking photos are up to date. Yeah. Ooh, you want to know what way I discovered I was racist this week? Uh, not that racist, but this. I think this will be a hard relate. So I love this account, Noodle Worship. It's like mm-hmm. one of my favorite accounts. It has just sexy pictures of like spaghetti and any types of noodles, really. And this week, their founder, who's a black woman, finally came on a picture because it's always just close-ups of foods. And she's like, hey, I'm a black woman. Like, I run this account. And anytime I've shown pictures of my hands, I don't get likes on these pictures. <gasps> and it was like, fuck, because assu- there, this was my white, you know, this is white supremacy showing is that I was shocked that this account was run by a black woman okay. because that space is so fucking white. When you mm-hmm. see food influencer pictures, your mind goes to white blonde girl influencers and i was like whoa like i don't know why this noodle like this noodle account is blowing my mind in terms of this movement right now because this just shows how deep it runs in terms of business in terms of social media and photographs and um i was just like thank you for show. i was like so happy like thank you for showing yourself i hope to see more of you in these pictures and goddamn like it's the same as, I think it's like, you know, those riddles when you're a kid where it's like, the doctor and the son mm-hmm, get in mm-hmm. the car accident. Who is the doctor? It's like, oh, uh, it can't possibly be a woman. And I think it is those brain things that we have to unlearn, like defaulting to the account is run by a white person, defaulting to that person straight, or defaulting to, you, you know, we're defaulting to the white heteronormative defaults that our society has set us up to believe is the default. And the default needs to change to be asking who is this is this an it, like thinking of it from an inclusive space um 
Yeah, and I think the thing goes with pronouns too. I mean, heads up to everybody. Default to they at any like before until you get confirmation on where you know what route you're going. It's just a polite thing to do, and they it's gender neutral. Like, and no one like no one's offended. Like, by their account because I don't know what their their pronouns are. I don't know. So that was my that was my like racism brain explosion bomb of the week was my noodle account and just seeing a beautiful black woman running. I was like, yes, there we go. One of, one of the things that I've been noticing, and maybe this has been happening for a long time, and maybe there's even a word for it that I don't know. Um, but like I've been noticing in a lot of TV and movies, I've been looking for more people of color and especially black people. And I've noticed that in a lot of things that have that like more mainstream not like indie films and stuff but um that have black people as a main character or one of the main supporting characters also tend to have a black person who is like a shady character for some reason Uh. and if if you notice this phenomenon or if it's something that is like everyone knows about and i just learned uh let me know because I'm, i'm very interested in why this happens like where it's like yeah, we are highlighting black voices and making this like hot black supporting character, but also the bad guy's black too. It's like, oh, okay, well that kind of cancels out any good that you did. Like, I don't know, not not cancels it out. Like, I think well, and it feels like it's okay to everything. It's like okay to now make this villain uh, a black yeah. person because we made yeah. uh, some. Well, and it's interesting you said the word sexy too because I think it goes back into like. Look, we made this hot fetishized person. Right. Exactly. This hot That's like point, you're either yeah. going to be like hot and a leading role and or you know the villain. I think that's why again, I love this season of Insecure. I think it's so good mm-hmm. because I think it can be sexy, it can be dorky, it can be it's just real life. It's just real life shit. And I mean it's it's taken a long time to get to just putting black people well, in like, black real life black- shit. It's yeah, black character shit. actors. Yeah, black character actors. Where, where the and not not like a comedic, <laughs> you know, loud, uh, whatever funny, like, oh, that's so funny. Yeah, that's yeah cool. not like that. Where it's like, where's the like black John C. Riley person or like Judy Greer that's just like a secretary in a thing or <laughs> that like you see whatever. in everything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, or that kind. Of, it's it's those kinds of things that we just like don't think about, and it's a it's a logical fallacy where we we point to stars or or uh, sex symbols or whatever as a sign of progress but it's not actually it's it is the exception not the rule mm-hmm. Who's so our, it's like we need the, a black jesse plemons <laughs> sure i mean we need, a, we need a black we need a person of color for all of the things because it's it is just these things where it's like we don't think we don't notice it until we notice it and then it's glaring and then it's like mm-hmm. yep nobody would no one would give a fuck it doesn't matter like yeah it's the thing that everybody has it in its mind and it's like oh it's gonna be such forced diversity it's gonna be fu- what and it's like you yeah. have no you don't know you already don't know who these people are for the most part unless you're like in the industry and you care about that kind of stuff so it truly does not fucking matter damn I love you know, this. Also, right. I'm gonna I'm gonna put in a link. This is just a map that's really pretty of like every empire that's ever existed in terms of like global colonization, and wow. it like it goes for like ever, and it's this like beautiful infographic. Uh, but the United States is like basically like the biggest empire that has remained in the last like I don't, I get like I, I feel like I always say hundreds of years. I don't know, probably probably longer than that. Uh, 
I don't fucking know. I'm not that smart. But it's interesting to see, like, empires fall. That's the point. Mm-hmm. That's like the, that's a that's the point I'm trying to get and to. Like empires do to, fall. To, I think there's a difference between. I think we are sold this narrative of fall as like destruction, and then now we're like under someone else's thumb. And it's like, no. What if we're not like fall can also mean remake. It can't exist the way that it has existed, but that doesn't mean worse. It could mean better. It can mean different. It can mean um, more. Yeah, more include better for everybody. I mean, this well, summer of retrogrades, baby, it's time to like we got to go back to everything. Every like this isn't new shit. This is just unfinished business that has been lingering for yeah. centuries. I do just want to say quickly, uh, you know, if anything I said sounds dumb or <laughs> if I misspoke yeah. or you want to correct me, please reach out because I just realized my kombucha that i've been chugging has three percent alcohol by volume which is Uh-oh. more than i normally yeah. oh my gosh um but also that I've, I've i grabbed a wheel of fortune candle um in hopes a wheel of fortune tarot candle i should say um in hopes of this kind of uh idea of flipping the circle and the cycle and and reversing some roles and changing some things for people near and far Mm -hmm. um and so you know i'm hoping that for all of us and except for the you know except for the bad people don't deserve to get anything good but hopefully (laughs) we'll reverse it where they get bad and the good people well they deserve to be uh i hope they deserve i hope they uh, open their hearts and minds to the movement maybe that yeah. could, that you know that could be that could be the yeah. flip because and i there's gotta be cops who agree deep down in this core are. there are but you know i don't know i don't know I, that's a whole other can of worms but i think that uh hopefully those those can, people that that have been in the position and and disagree can come around and and maybe become public speakers or Fucking, or something yeah. to Fucking help fix advocate. it or quit. Mm-hmm. If yeah, if you and and you know if I, I'd like to be held accountable for anything I've done or said. So if there's anything that I've done, as far as like not don't hit me up about like some personal shit, but like <laughs> you know as far as like social justice stuff, you know if there's anything oh. that I need notes, I'm happy to take well, them and and I'm here to hear and and shout out anyone who who feels like they need to uplift. I mean, fuck, we need to just start practicing talking about race and police as, like, a society. We're gonna, like, that's the part is, like, we're gonna fuck up. We're gonna misspeak. We ain't gonna say the right thing. I rolled the Astro Dice before we chatted, and uh, it came up with Sagittarius Sun in the 10th house. And I was just like, yep, I don't, (laughs) that's, that's it. That's pretty much it. We really just need to um take that Sagittarian energy of knowledge and of teaching each other again not with shame because i don't think Sagittarians are really they're not about like they, i don't think they have that and no shade to aries that aries like no fuck you like this is it this is what's up let's go Sagittarians are like i okay i'm getting this i hear you but let me just present to you this information and i think 10th house 2 is really about like showing up and this is this is what we're putting out too in a lot of ways. It's like we can't 
we can't hide right now. And I'm sorry. Well, we, like, yeah, it, it might feel easy to hide, but us. we have to be public right now. Like, and I know there's a, I've, I've had this conflict with friends and acquaintances of like the internet's saturated and there's so much virtue signaling and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah, but also there's a, the internet's kind of besides the part of police beating the shit out of protesters and killing black people. It's an, a well of information and movement and actual action going on right now. It's really cool. So, like, we need to get over ourselves and see what this is about. And this is not about ourselves. This is about um, bigger than us. Duh. Well, also, it sounds like we are in need of signaling what fucking virtues we have because the reality does not reflect that those are those. If it was clear, we wouldn't need to fucking virtue signal. So, right. it, like, if everybody knew where everybody stood on these things, we wouldn't have to make these posts, but then we wouldn't be in this problem, would we? So fucking signal your virtues and show up for your virtues and yep. pay, pay, support, protest, do your fucking job and don't. Virtue signaling is only signaling if that's all you're doing. So mm-hmm. let it be a representation of r- what you really are. Don't do your su- fucking work in the secret. Do it do it out where everyone can see it so you know you're fucking virtue virtue projecting. Yeah. Like what well, we need the visibility right now. That's just a yeah. fact. We need uh, a, a silence is violence. Look at a protest sign, honey, because that's it's it's not it you're right now there is a side to pick. There is either you're for the movement or you're not. And, and we need to, you're going to have to say what's up. On, because if you're not on the right one, fucking bye. And that's why we recorded this. Just yeah. To let <laughs> <you know>. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, we talked about different ways around, you know, doing an episode or not and releasing one that we have recorded that we it was kind of in the very beginning. I don't know. We just we, we felt like this was the right way to talk. And and of course, we we're going to highlight more black people, more people of color, more queer people, more marginalized people in general on this podcast, which we've always liked to do, but we want to do it way more. And, and we just thought that it would be best for the three of us to catch up first. And then oh, yeah, too much to talk forward. about. And it all comes back. It all comes back to astrology. We're, we're gonna go back to your regularly scheduled programming. But hey, uh, for anyone who was just hoping to hear about, you know, aspects today i'm sorry there's bigger things going on than just general learning of astrology right now oh actually i did have one recommendation that goes that contradicts everything i just said i've been doing this workbook that i ordered uh, by recommendation of my astrology cohort and it's called astrology for yourself um by douglas i took a picture of the cover douglas block i think and demetra george and it's a really good workbook um for anyone right now i think especially it kind of reminds me of a coloring book because it's very rudimentary especially if you've been deep in this podcast for long enough you all are basically like you're 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 advanced to a degree you're 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 in it so it's very simple but it's like each page i've been doing this the last few nights of just my sun sign is taurus here are keywords pick the ones that relate to you i mean it, it is very uh you don't have to think too much but it does get your brain working in astrology in a simple way again and i think it goes with all the sagittarian stuff of we're never done learning, even going back to the basic information of your sun sign. Just remember, we are not done in terms of the basic information of being, uh, you know, dismantling white supremacy and being good neighbors to our black friends, family, communities. And we're not done learning about what our fucking sun signs are. 
that it all comes full circle. So that's been a really uh, therapeutic thing for me the last few days after having lots of physical anxiety is this astrology for yourself uh, workbook. Aww. Not a sponsored ad. Just it was it's just a nice little easy like if you don't feel like read you know when you're like i can't even read i can't watch tv i can't do mm-hmm. anything right now this is like almost like it's like a coloring book um so that's my only going back to making it about a little bit about astrology <laughs> yes i love it you guys we love you um keep keep signing keep making protest signs keep <laughs> getting keep getting Ooh. out there i need that i need help maybe i'm gonna make this sign because i'm gonna I go pro- i'm gonna go protest today uh, I have to. Oh, we should meet up. We should meet after. up. Are you guys going to the? Well, we'll talk about it. But I want to make a sign. It. Maybe, maybe you can help me workshop this. I wanted to say, what's your sign? I want to put. I'm a defund cop sun. Uh, a, oh, a, a cab moon. Uh, I need some more just phrases. Post Garcetti for- or something. Lazy. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Mine is gonna say. Fuck, I forgot it. What is it? God, the stupid kombucha is clogging my brain. <laughs> Okay, so one, I'm doing you about to lose your job for sure. Yes. And then uh, the other one, <laughs> oh, it's uh, uh, dear officer, tell your wife I said hi. Well, I, I like it. this. I, that just made me think of, ooh, are you going to put uh, you know, police brutality on your LinkedIn skills? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Well, I love it. Well, we love you. Stay, see you guys around stay active stay engaged it's stay a marathon loud. it's a marathon take care of yourselves uh do what you can but do something for fuck's sake yep 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 we'll see you yeah. next week bye thank you for listening to what's your sign please rate us five stars and subscribe on itunes or whatever podcast platform you use if you like what you heard please support us on patreon you can also find us online on instagram at what's your sign podcast or on twitter at What's YR sign underscore pod? You can also like our fan page on Facebook and join our friendship group. Questions, comments, concerns, or to book a commission chart reading, you can email us at what's your sign podcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. Bye. What's your sign, baby? What's your sign?